Are you ready? Three, two, one. Over the past few years, Netflix has been increasing its investments to produce local content in Spanish. Listening to the New York Times podcast Suai, where the global head of television at Netflix, or in other words, the woman who decides what we watch, Bella Bajaria, said that one of the keys for a successful show is that it must be authentic and local. It means it should reflect a country, a language, and shouldn't pretend to be global. But to talk about universal themes, and Guillermo del Toro said this too about the film, I'm not longer here, but I have already talked about that in an episode, so you can listen to it. I am Hugo Marroquin, a Mexican living in Colombia, dedicated to writing and working as a marketing professional. Also, I am passionate about the entertainment industry, storytelling, and narratives. This is a trilingual podcast. Episodes are recorded in Spanish, English, and French. I want to invite you to discover amazing people, great films, videos, books, podcasts, and much more. Before we begin, remember that your interaction with this podcast is essential. So share it and subscribe it. Really, any slight action from you means a lot to others to discover. Well, according to Bella, among the 190 million Netflix worldwide subscribers, in 2020 viewers of non-English speaking shows increased in a 50%. So, I have thought that it's a good reason to talk about two series, Monarca and Lupin, not spoken in English, not made in the USA, and have been both a global success. So, for that, I have five accidental reasons, so you must watch these two series on Netflix. The first accidental reason is the series itself. Lupin is a French thriller series, kind of close to La Casa de Papel, or known as Money Heist in English-speaking countries. The protagonist is Asan Diop, a guy seeking justice for something that happened when he was a child. To achieve his goals, he will act like Arsène Lupin, a mythical thief in French literature, Created by French writer Maurice Leblanc, this guy wrote a saga of more than 20 adventures novels. Well, Lupin is known as the man of a thousand disguises, a thief and a gentleman, a seductive thief, an aristocrat of robbery, who, like Robin Hood, Steals from corrupt politicians, immoral, wealthy men, and some others who may deserve it. Across the Atlantic Ocean, there's Monarca, a Mexican series about a family dynasty full of intrigues, power, corruption, betrayal, and ambition. It's like The Crown, but Mexican style. Monarca is the story of the Carranza family, Mexican billionaires with a wide range of business including construction companies, hotels, and a tequila company, 
like the eagle in the crown. There are three siblings, two men and a woman. One of them must assume power and control the corporate group as their father, who has forged the company not without being part of political corruption, bribery, and a few crimes, steps aside. The second accidental reason is a non-human character. In Lupin, Asandiop is the main character, a descendant of Senegalese first generation born in France. But why is this relevant to say? In the original story, Arsène Lupin cleverly used costumes and makeup to succeed. In the series, the character used those invisible layers of social stratification and become invisible, not because of costumes, but because of his skin color, clothing, which allow him to infiltrate and move along within this white French society where immigrants are invisible. And for me, this invisibility plays a main character. This invisibility has been, sadly, demonstrated in the advertising campaign that Netflix made to promote Lupin in Paris, in which the same actor, Omar C., dressed as a worker to stick the posters on Paris Metro's walls, and no one noticed that he was the French megastar. Now, Monarca. Well, the plot starts with the conflict that means the return to Mexico of Ana Maria, the middle sister, to help his father clean up the company and so his legacy. So, the non-human character, from my point of view, is corruption. The corrupted system that has been hurting Mexico through its history. Ana Maria Give us moments of perspective. At one point, she tells a politician that his party won't win because Mexicans have had enough with corrupted politicians. And then he answers. Very cynical answer, in fact. If it is so, then why do we keep winning? The third accidental reason are the landscapes. In Lupin, of course, we will see the magnifique Musée de Louvre, outdoors and indoors. The impressive and magnifique art collection. But we will get into those hidden gray corridors where the cleaning staff walks, those invisible people who were when the museum is closed. We, of course, will see Paris in incredible shots from its roofs, for example. Also, those underprivileged neighborhoods. That third world that surrounds Paris, what they call La Banlieue. And for me, the most beautiful landscape in Lupin are the books. As a physical element, as a resource for ideas and solutions, as a weapon, 
as a source of censorship, even as a tool for justice, as entertainment for the youngest, above all as a perennial hope. In Monarca, we have two beautiful landscapes, the tequila fields in the state of Jalisco, where overwhelming blue agaves dominates the horizon. It is just so beautiful. But the other one is the Spanish language. The Mexican Spanish lang. Those words that identify Mexicans among the millions of Spanish speakers in the world. Maybe this will be absent for non-Spanish speakers, as Monarca is dubbed in many languages, but so you know. The fourth accidental reason is, in Lupin, Netflix has just announced the second season for summer of 2021, because this first season left enough plots to look forward. And for the first time, it didn't took Netflix years to announce it. In Monarca, I'm looking forward to know more of the characters. I find them all very well made, from their psychology to their persona. It is not about good or bad, just human complex sides. Many nuances, from good wishes to perverse actions, changing ethics depending on circumstances. The fifth accidental reason is what they hide behind. In Lupin, Omar C., one of France's megastars, you may remember him for Untouchables. He plays an assistant to a paraplegic man. There's a Hollywood remake, in fact, named The Upside. C. was also on Jurassic Park, X-Men, well, and many others. There's also the magnifique actress Ludivine Sagné, who appears in one of my favorite films ever, The Love Songs of Christophe Honoré. And behind Monarca, there's Salma Hayek. Should I say anything more? It is also a production company that have developed several international projects, Limon Films, so quality is guaranteed. Well, now it's time to make a toast. Do it with champagne or tequila. But any case, enjoy Lupin and Monarca on Netflix. If you have already watched them, tell me what you think. On social media, you'll find me as Hugo Marroquin. You will find two more episodes about these two series, one in Spanish and another one in French, because this is a trilingual podcast. You'll find more topics and themes like Michelle's Obama Empire or the erotic side of Demi Moore or about lessons to survive the apocalypse, among many others. Thank you very much for listening and see you next time.